0: And I had birria tacos for the first time. Oh, it had the consommé that you dip the yeah in, and the juices are dripping, and you put it into your mouth, and it's dripping as it comes <laughs> out. Oh my god, I lick
1: the plate, lick the plate, lick the plate, lick the plate.
0: Save it in the memories. Save the curiosity.
1: This is Lick the Plate. I'm your host, Cameron Bernard-Jones. Mitchell Zungaja is an actor of Zimbabwean heritage, originally from London. He has performed in many productions in the West End, including Dear Evan Hansen, as well as two shows we did together, Motown the Musical, and Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. Though North London-based, he decided to make the trek all the way down south to mine for a catch-up and lunch, for which we both provided food. You brought Suya chicken wings. Yes. So what is Suya?
0: Suya is a northern Nigerian spice, which I discovered for one of my friends at school, actually. And that completely just changed because it's got such a nice, like, aromatic but spicy kick to it. Mm. And so, like, I know me and my mum are obsessed with that spice when it comes to food now. With beef, chicken, even in a bit of rice, like, it's just great.
1: So you put it on everything, in everything?
0: It enhances, you know, those flavor enhancers. Yeah. Suya for me, along with like an Aromat, Maggie, like Suya is one of those that just enhances anything.
1: Can I get it in the store or like you have to make it your own?
0: Yeah, you can get it in like international, like food markets, supermarkets uh. and all that stuff. But yeah, it's like, you can't just get it anywhere.
1: Okay, that's going on my list. Cause mm. yeah, I I spoke with Toyin about uh, Aromat. Oh yeah. And I've only tried it once. Really? Cause of Ahmed. Uh huh, and I'm obsessed. Actually, I need to buy. I need to put it on a list because I keep forgetting to get it. But I'm obsessed.
0: Anything, as anything, in, anything.
1: And I didn't know that it came from Switzerland.
0: Did it? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought because it's got MSG in it, I think, which is why it makes things taste good. Oh, yeah. Apparently, has MSG in Aramat, which is why it's so addictive. And why it's so good and like most things, because MSG makes everything taste good.
1: And I know at one point in my life, MSG was like really controversial. Yes. Is it still controversial? Because I mean, I don't hear about it anymore, but
0: I think in the sense that you shouldn't have it that often, but we all still do. <laughs> do you know oh what I mean? yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's probably in
1: stuff that I, I don't even know. <laughs> no,
0: but honestly, aromat, Sierra, and Maggie. Like I put Maggie on toast, the liquid seasoning. What put on? Put Maggie with some butter. Put the liquid seasoning on the toast. It's
1: what? It doesn't make the bread soggy.
0: But you don't douse it in. it. Oh. It's just like a little, you know, little sprinkle, and it's just it changes everything. I put those are my three staples.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna add those to my pantry because none of them are in it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the Suya chicken wings, and we had. Plantain. Tain. Tain. Plantain. So you pronounce it plantain?
0: As I said before, in an African culture we go up the mountains. So it's plantain. We I know in Jamaica they go we got the mountain, but no no, we got the mountains, so it's plantain. You get it?
1: And there is your linguistic uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. expertise. <laughs> <laughs> if there's
0: one thing from this conversation, that's what you're going to take. <laughs> Plantain. Plantain.
1: I almost fried them in the air fryer. And I decided not to because I was like, I was afraid it was going to dry it out, which you kind of said it would. But anyway, that's not the point. You put me on air fryers. Really? We didn't have an air fryer until the beginning of 2023.
0: Oh, I'm so happy.
1: And to all you listening, Mitchell will go on. And I swear he's sponsored (laughs) by air fryers because Mitchell will go on and on about the wonders of an air fryer. Please tell me, like, when did you start getting into it?
0: So actually this kind of links. I actually started getting into cooking properly in lockdown. And so that's when I started. I was living at home. So I was cooking for my mom, dad, aunties. And my mom has an air fryer. And I was like, oh my God, I can do so many things while using the oven, while using the stove. And in an air fryer, you can do everything, everything, cakes, eggs. I saw somebody do mac and cheese the other day. Like you can do anything and you, it just speeds up the process and also has like the nice flavors still. Like it doesn't, detracts from like if you used an oven for example Mm. and actually apparently i think it's healthier than deep frying something yeah so yeah it's been since lockdown it's been my thing and now i've even got one at home the double-sided one what so so it's a double-sided air fryer you can cook one thing on one side one thing on the other there's a thing that says match so you can cook them on different temperatures and they'll be done at the same time time oh. yeah, yeah so like last night i cooked some salmon and i cooked some broccoli obviously different times done at the same time and then i ate it all together
1: my one gripe about air fryers is that they're too small at least the one we have mm-hmm. it i wouldn't think of baking a cake in it because it's just
0: mm. you can get different you can get family big ones Ah, yeah okay. there's like different in different like liters i think it's called like 5.4 liter air fryer. there's different sizes um but yeah, my one's a ninja air fryer, you can do both sides and game changer. Game changer.
1: Yeah, I have to thank you for that because
0: <laughs> it's amazing, gets used right?
1: Every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. But yeah, I didn't I didn't do the plantain in it because
0: what did you just call it?
1: Oh. Sorry. Plantain. There we go. I say plantain. So, <gasps> <what> just... <laughs> I don't know. It was a glitch.
0: Oh, you said plantain. I said no.
1: Anyway, I (laughs) cooked the cousin to banana um, (laughs) in the pan with coconut oil because I feel like that's the healthiest way I can do it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not healthy at all, even with coconut oil. But yeah, I just didn't want dry plantain because like, every time I do chicken in it in the air fryer, it still remains juicy, but it's not like dripping that make any sense Do
0: you know what i've realized if you're doing chicken in the air fry you have to eat it straight away because if you let it dry or eat it the next day it's you lose that yeah so like if you had those chicken wings when i made them like it was juice but like yeah that's the thing with air fryer they they do dry out a little bit or unless you know i need to just learn more about because i'm sure there's ways around
1: do you, you mean you didn't publish a book
0: well I think it's to come, to be honest. Way... I've got a whole like folder of air fryer recipes on my phone. Yes. Over 200 recipes.
1: Send that my way. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I need it. It's got everything. I it... need Did you make the wings in the air fryer? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so you played Eddie Kendricks. I did. In the Western production of Ain't Too Proud. Get it! I had the pleasure and the privilege to play next to you every night.
0: We had a great time, didn't we?
1: A blast. Yes. Eddie Kendrick's nickname is cornbread. Yes. Have you had any cornbread before?
0: I have had cornbread recently, actually, for the first time. In okay. New York.
1: Oh.
0: And it was not what I was expecting.
1: What were you expecting?
0: I wasn't expecting it to be like a sweet sponge cake because it was served alongside my brisket and the ribs. But it was like having dessert with your main. And there was no gap. Between I'm going to stop two. you right
1: there. I'm going to stop you right there. Hey, it's not sponge cake.
0: But it was sweet, like a sponge cake. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, And yeah. where was
0: the corn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cornmeal.
0: Oh, but I thought you'd get bits of corn.
1: Okay, so that's that. Okay. I've had cornbread with corn and without corn.
0: Okay.
1: C- kernels. Mm-hmm. I think tra- traditionally it's without. Okay. But I think people, you know, being fancy or or whatever or mm-hmm. enhancing the corn flavor, you can put corn kernels in it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Um but it's 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 because it's made out of cornmeal.
0: Ah, okay. Like it was love really good. Like I ate that r- really really quick. And it made sense, but it just was I wasn't expecting it to be that. Like I said, it's like having dessert with your mate. Like, what the hell?
1: Well, we love a savoury and sweet combination. You do? Yeah. Like,
0: what was this thing? Like, the things you call biscuits, but they were, like, cheesy. But they're, like, we call them scones.
1: But they're slightly different. They're a little like, less cheesy. dry. Oh. You can have, yeah, you can have, again, you can, like, add whatever you want to these types of staples. Mm-hmm. A regular biscuit is like a scone, like, okay. or without the raisins or whatever they are. But... Mm-hmm. Um, On the dry end, like a scone, but not as crumbly. It should be more flaky because it's made with a short crust.
0: Okay, okay, okay. For all you Bake Off fans. Um, But I would definitely like the cornbread was good. I want to try. You've told me you make a good cornbread.
1: I haven't made cornbread in ages because, okay, I grew up with a, a brand called Jiffy. That's a cornbread mix. Now, that's a good shortcut. I could just buy some cornmeal and do it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Will I do it? Maybe. <laughs> Next time I do it, I'll bring you around or I'll <laughs> I'll send a courier.
0: Please. <laughs> Please. I would love to try it cuz yeah, your baking is fantastic.
1: Thank you. I I like both sweet cornbread and kind of more savory cornbread. I I just love it all. Okay. Um but I do prefer a sweeter cornbread with dinner.
0: But with the Yeah. Meat. Yeah. So like You'll have your meat, and the, it's next to it.
1: Yeah, that's so good. and and the and the collard green juices are seeping into it partially.
0: So you can have barbecue sauce dripping onto your corn, sweet cornbread.
1: Perfect.
0: Mm, really? Yeah. No. Because barbecue
1: sauce is on the sweet end too.
0: With a sponge cake, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the equivalent of what you're saying. Like, you're going to have cake with barbecue sauce. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's different, but I had to move my cornbread to a separate plate and have it separately, which is why I enjoyed it. But I could not have my brisket juices going onto this sweet cornbread. It didn't make sense.
1: But have you tried it?
0: No. You got to try it. Okay, true.
1: Next time, you, you'll you you'll see. You'll see. I, I mean, am, yeah. if you are a fan of the sweet and savory combination then you'll be in heaven. If you're not, then you'll find it very strange. Okay. I Last time I made cornbread was for Christmas. I want to say it was like 2016 and 2017 for my family. Mm-hmm. And they said the exact same things you said. Really? Why am I having sponge cake? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I having sponge cake with my dinner?
0: Yeah. It was, it was, honestly, it was, ri- and it was a good sponge cake. Sponge cake is like one of my favorite things. Like, oh, like the school cake. Yeah. Well, with like a thousand, it's got sprinkles on top. Obviously, this cornbread doesn't have sprinkles on top. So I love, I love a sponge cake, but not with barbecue sauce and beef juice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, the two just don't go.
1: <laughs> so I want to take you back. You grew up in London. Mm hmm. Big family, medium-sized family.
0: Uh, There was six or seven of us in the house growing up. Woo! Mm -hmm. That's big.
1: How many siblings?
0: Uh, So it's me and two brothers. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin lived with us and also had, like, aunties that would stay from time to time. And then my mum and dad.
1: Oh, and you are of Zimbabwean heritage. Yes.
0: The Shona tribe.
1: Aha. Mm -hmm. Have you been?
0: Not since I was three months old, oh, okay. so I cannot remember it. But I am. Um, the trip is pending.
1: I imagine you grew up in a very Zimbabwean household, as in your parents did not spare on spreading the culture to <laughs> their offspring. Because I know, and I guess it depends on your your culture, but it can vary. What was it like for your your childhood?
0: So none of myself or my brothers, none of us speak uh, Shona, but we can like when people are having conversations. As we grew up, we learned to, okay, they're speaking about us. We learned to pick up stuff. So we didn't have it in a language sense, but food, we definitely... My parents made sure we were not spared on the Zimbabwean cuisine. Mm. And it's funny, actually, because now, looking back, I'm always like, now I'm like, oh, I want to go home and have it. Whereas when I was younger, I loved it. But after a while, I was like, ah, just... (laughs) I'm done with having this in X, Y, and Z, but looking back now, it's such amazing comfort food that now it's actually the food that I crave and I love going home to get. Mm. So there were like staples. So like the main one is called sadza. Sadza is maize meal mixed with like water and you slowly pour the water into, you get like a porridgey texture and then you carry on adding the water and it becomes like a dough so it becomes like this doughy thing and you mix that with stews, which is obviously quite common in African culture, but like beef stew, chicken stew. And we had, uh, there was two vegetables that we had. One was called, uh, dovi, which is cabbage or spinach mixed with peanut butter. And so you would dip you with your hands. Obviously you take the sadza, you take the dovi with your stew, eat it all up, uh, Or alternatively, we had, it was called derere, which is like an okra stew. Mm. So it was chopped okra, seasoned, sodium bicarbonate to give it like a soft, slimy texture, but it's heavily seasoned. Mm -hmm. And you get this like soft texture. And yeah, weirdly enough, I was obsessed with it. And we think, because when my mum was pregnant with me, apparently that was her go-to meal. She loved okra, um, derere. And so for some reason, for like the first 10 years of my life, I'd always be like, derere, mama, derere, please. I loved derere. So yeah, I would have, yeah, sadza, derere with stew. And it was just comfort food to nothing like it. Oh. So good.
1: Can you cook any of it?
0: I made, I did it in lockdown actually, because obviously, as I said, in lockdown, I was the one that was kind of doing the cooking in the house. And so after a few months, I was like, no, I think my parents probably <laughs> want some Zim food for now. So, yeah, I made sadza once with dovi and stew, but I've only done it the once.
1: Was it good? It was good. Okay.
0: Just is tough because you have to, like, re- to get the doughy texture, you have to really, like, put your muscle into it. Mm-hmm. So it's quite tiresome. So I didn't really tend to make it, but dovi was nice.
1: It's interesting because I've not had many different African... Uh... Cultures, foods. Hmm. But the few that I have had, there seems to be this link, no matter where in the continent it is, with something similar to the sadza, which I guess would be close to pounded yam. Fufu. 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 In, uh, Niger.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so interesting because they're nowhere near each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah In Tanzania, they have ugali. And that's like a more, so sadza is like a white dough, whereas that version in Tanzania is like, it's almost like a brownie color, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, everybody's got their own different versions of it. But it, I think it all still has the same effect of just bringing comfort. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. It's coming into the mainstream now. Like, if you go on TikTok, people are like, trying Nigerian food for the first time. And you see them like, <laughs> not the
1: American <make> accent. <laughs> no,
0: but you see them and they're like, yeah. I've got the my fufu. And they're like, do all this <laughs> stuff. i it's so like, oh my God, we grew up with this stuff. But you guys are getting so hyped over trying, you know, just the stuff that we grew up with. Yeah. Like like I said, it's just the best warm comfort. Like, honestly, you can't beat it. You can't.
1: You've been booked and blessed.
0: Trying, honey, trying.
1: I want to know how you keep a relatively healthy diet while being so busy, because you know these eight shows a week are hard, mm. and they take away your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you do like to cook, but do you do you cook a lot?
0: So what I started to do with the when we were doing the eight shows, I would do like a meal prep on the Sunday. But also, I I'm really bad with sleep, <laughs> so I have no problem coming home at eleven thirty and just starting to cook mm-hmm. like I think I've been on FaceTime to you and like Actmed and possibly like I was just there chopping up stuff yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm happy to cook late on because I don't know cooking for me is just like it's gonna call it a safe space but I just feel very like at peace when I cook and you play music and stuff so I think because I enjoy cooking so much I can cook anytime any like after work and so that allowed me to yeah make sure I kind of stay on top of a decent diet i did obviously on like weekends i'd say okay let me treat myself mm-hmm. but monday to friday i'm always quite strict to like make sure i have my good healthy food
1: what's your go-to meal prep
0: oh simple would be a chili con carne but i make a really good well don't want to burn my trouble but my chili con carne is really good tell so. me about it well so i'm one of those cooks right i don't follow recipes i have a ma- a big old spice rack I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll pick some old bay. So, wait, 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 wait. You know about old bay? Of course. How you know about old bay? Because I do my research. Camera, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Yes. That old bay, of course.
1: That'll get it together.
0: Old bay, a bit of Creole sometimes. Like I, I just try different things sometimes it doesn't always work sometimes you know the balance might be a bit salty a bit sweet but like I'll experiment and uh I'll just put whatever in and uh yeah I make a nice chili mix that up with like some rice I also do like a nice. Uh, I've been getting into r- rasta pasta or as the Americans say rasta pasta <laughs> um, so yeah I've been seeing that and I've I've been making that a few times obviously like I'm lactose so I use the vegan alternative to cream but yeah it still comes out great so those are my two at the minute that I was especially during Ain't Too Proud those are the two that I'd make quite a lot rasta pasta and chilli
1: and being lactose have you found it really challenging to one one, to find foods that you can eat and then to cook
0: so this is a good question because it would be challenging if I was abiding by the rules (sighs) But, you know, sometimes I just say, let's take the hit. So I will shamelessly pour a double cream into my Rasta Pasta (laughs) sometimes, And I will eat that Rasta Pasta with the double cream. And I don't mind it. So it is hard. And to be fair, I will say there are good alternatives. I have found some good alternatives. But sometimes you just can't beat cheat. You just can't beat it.
1: You're right. You can't. And I've had a vegan cheese once or twice. It's just, it's not the same. It's horrible. It's not
0: the same. The no. melting point isn't good on vegan cheese nope. as well. So when you're adding it in, it's not the same. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, Mm-mm. no. But have you tried nutritional yeast? Nutritional who? Yeast.
0: No. What's that? So
1: in terms of flavor, like if you want that like salty, umami type of thing going on, you can put in nutritional yeast. Um, It comes in a powder form. It's yeast is what it is. And it adds like a nuttiness Mm. to dishes. If you think of Marmite, um, now Marmite in taste is very strong, but they both are yeast products. Mm. And it's also really healthy if you need your vitamin B12 and all that. As read on healthline.com, Nutritional yeast is a species of yeast which is the same type of yeast that is used to bake bread and brew beer. It is sold as thin flakes, granules or powder and is pale yellow in color. You can find it in the spice or condiment section at most grocery stores or in bulk bins of health food stores. This ingredient offers a savory or umami flavor and fits nearly any diet or eating style. It's naturally low in sodium and calories and is fat-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, and oh. vegan.
0: So what if I tell you I'm yeast intolerant as well? Oh. Because apparently that's my biggest intolerance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm unfortunate.
1: Okay, maybe just stick to the double cream <laughs> and take the hit. <laughs> take the hit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because it was done on like percentages, like zero to a hundred. My yeast intolerance was at like 82%. Like I am highly yeast intolerant. I found that out three months ago. So Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yikes. Yikes. Um,
0: but sourdough's good. I've had sourdough bread now, which I didn't realise. That's without yeast. Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: I, commiserations.
0: Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: Bread or cheese? Which would I pick? I'd actually have to pick bread.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I th- because, uh, yeast I've realised is in so, like you forget bread, yeast is in so much. Yeah. It's in Maggie seasoning, so I shouldn't even be using Maggie. Oh! It's in so many different yeast is in everything.
1: So you're just out here eating what you should not be
0: eating. And I take my tablets and I just let let live. Let's see what happens on the day. Yeah.
1: So even the tablets like that doesn't guarantee that you'll have no reaction or.
0: So I did think that, but I went a bit crazy in New York with pizzas and it got me hard. (laughs) So, <laughs> I thought they were doing it well, but yeah.
1: I don't want to get into your um, personal business. So maybe let's, maybe we can table that.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Back to showbiz life. Is there anything you avoid before going on stage food wise?
0: Ooh, one show that hit me hard was during Ain't Too Proud was, uh, I had the spicy tuna cardo from Jonah Uh-oh. I was acid reflux <gasps> the whole show. Awful.
1: So it was you, the pep, the the spiciness.
0: Spice, yeah. But I tend to not eat much before well, ain't too proud anyway because we were doing a marathon every single time we stepped on stage. I was could not eat heavily before because ooh, imagine getting the meat sweat. I don't know if you had that ever but like the meat sweats during that show (laughs) where are the meat sweats when you have too much meat and you get the meat sweats because you overdid it on the meat so this was another mistake i had what was it ah what's that meat place meat liquor meat liquor and that's just meat galore and when i tell you that show I'm surprised none of you like caving because I could, you know, when you can, (laughs) it was so bad, but just the meat sweats was not good. So I learned things like meat and spicy stuff I do not do before shows. Never.
1: So what's your pre-show ritual?
0: Food wise? Yeah. Oh, I'm a bit basic. I have a salad. Cute. Yeah, I have a salad or like. Before I realised I was yeast intolerant, I would have like a tuna card, and not the spicy tuna card. I just have without the spice. So like a light sandwich or you know, yeah, salad, something light.
1: What's your dressing of choice?
0: Oh, Caesar dressing. Okay, after yeah.
1: all of that, that yeah. heavy dressing.
0: See, it's nice. Oh, but I love I think it. It compensates for because the salad is light. <laughs> <laughs> so because I feel like you know what I like ranch with my chicken so i can't have ranch on my salad
1: you just have it all together
0: no it's for chicken wings to dip it no it's not for the salad
1: i mean i grew up with ranch dressing on salad so really <laughs> yeah
0: that must be so weird for you like how it's become so mainstream here now ranch even though that like, you grew up with that
1: i'm surprised it's become mainstream because really? it's such an american thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: like if somebody asked me how do you describe ranch, I wouldn't be able to because all I would say is ranch. Mm-hmm. Like the flavoring is ranch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's such a thing here now.
1: <laughs> I prefer it. I don't like yeah. blue cheese on my wings. I think it's too tangy, too, uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. and it's just completely... and honey
0: mustard as well. Not
1: oh, that's my second favorite.
0: Oh
1: no! I, oh, I love honey mustard.
0: Really, I could put
1: that on anything: salads, chicken.
0: It's tangy, nut. No? A bit tangy a bit Yeah
1: mm. It's on the sweeter end mm. So you're not getting A hot mustard You're not <laughs> getting A spicy <laughs> mustard
0: It's You know Mmm mm. Adds a little Nice little mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. To something <laughs> But let's say You had chicken wings And you had salad You'd put Ranch on your salad And you'd be dipping Your chicken wings Into the ranch so it'd be just Ranch ranch
1: Nowadays no Okay Because Now I don't like ranch dressing on salad because I think it just weighs the salad down. I just prefer, and call me boring, olive oil and balsamic vinegar.
0: Girl. (laughs) Do you know what I got into during 85? And you can take some credit for this, actually. Sushi. Thank you. Yeah, I got into sushi and I was like, okay. Yeah,
1: you were really against like Mm. anything. Mm. (laughs) Sushi.
0: Because it's, like, the most unsatisfying meal, I find. Like, you just have it. Imagine you go to a nice dinner on a Saturday night, you dress up all nice, and you just have sushi. And you leave. <laughs> Your stomach is saying to you, you made all that effort for tonight to just fill me with sushi, and you're just going to leave. But
1: you you have to have enough to be satisfied.
0: Of those little rolls. Yeah. <laughs> am I you my wrong stomach?
1: Am I wrong? Having like is, it. <laughs> Okay.
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. Okay. It's not a balanced meal. Uh-huh. It's not I wouldn't call having sushi to be a meal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more the experience. Right?
0: Talk me through it. What experience? <laughs>
1: please there's a bit of theater when it comes to japanese food in general in my opinion yeah agree with sushi it's something about the process of it being made its presentation its aesthetic true how you eat it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. everything i mean
0: oh i see okay yeah okay okay Got you.
1: Now, okay, if you're just going to Wasabi or Itsu, yeah. no shade, to get these things,
0: yeah. of course you're going to be like, what
1: is this? But if you're going to my favorite place... In the- oh, where's that? Shotomate.
0: Yeah! Honey. Yeah,
1: honey. You get the full experience. <laughs> the
0: camera's got shares in that place. <laughs> shares.
1: I do not, but if anybody from that organization is yeah. listening, <laughs> thank you for my... Lovely perks. Um, that needs to
0: be your middle name, Totomate, because that place had you in a chokehold.
1: Ch- 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 <laughs> it's because, I mean, ever since I had my birthday party there, I was obsessed. I loved it beforehand, but mm-hmm. having my party there, experiencing their service, mm-hmm. just everything. And, you know, it's not traditional Japanese. It's what's called Nikkei cuisine, which is Japanese and Peruvian fusion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you get your Japanese... Uh, prawn tempura. Prawn tempura. And you can get your, what do you call the, uh, yuca chips? Mm-hmm. You know, which is not Japanese at all. Um, so I think the com the, I think the combination of the flavors really work. In How that you restaurant. just describe
0: it, it made sense to like, it's something like, it's kind of sexy, slick and a nice dinner. You just with this chopsticks, yeah. you know, sushi here, yeah. dip here. Okay. I, okay. That makes sense. So you don't go there to be, you know, Satisfied It's the experience as a whole No, no, but
1: you can Get full off the sushi Because all that rice
0: In that little bowl Uh, No The (laughs) The
1: sushi rolls themselves The roll, yeah It's actually If you think about it If you get two rolls Which for me Is my minimum Two sushi rolls Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Can start to fill you up
0: Do you know what maybe is different Like in an African household Growing up My mum and Would The rice you get the big spoon pile pile so you had like mountains of rice so maybe like subconsciously now when I just see this like little tiny bit of rice wrapped up with some salmon on top I'm just like "Eh?" (laughs) but I see it but yeah before a show it became it was nice it's very good hits the spot you're welcome yeah no I'll give thank you Cameroon thank you.
1: Speaking of high-quality foods, you introduced me to creme cookies. Mitchell?
0: Ooh, game-changer.
1: What's the cookie that you recommended? The
0: miso and white chocolate, I think you got.
1: Oh. Now, I am not a fan of white chocolate at all. Mm. I think it's one of the worst things really? to ever be consumed. Oh, I think it's pointless, because I love dark chocolate. Oh, no. But when I had that cookie, mm-hmm. my lord. Um... <laughs> I said, well what do we have yeah. here?
0: Miso? We, that miso miso
1: kid? in a cookie? Because yeah, no. I don't even do miso soup.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be bland. It was one of the best cookies I've ever had.
0: I, I whoever thought of the idea to blend miso you are they are a genius. Oh uh, because they have no right going together. But in that blend, in a creme, co- I remember I told you, I was like, Cameron, I'm going to get you a cookie. It's going to blow your mind. You're like, okay, sure.
1: <laughs> that cookie was better than my press night gift. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I just want to see your face.
0: <laughs> my Mine was personalized. I know. How dare.
1: I'm joking.
0: <gasps> okay. Ha ha, he he. He he he. No, but honestly, it is, I, I don't blame you. That creme cookie is.
1: Divine. Yeah. It reminded me of the cookies at Levain Bakery in mm-hmm. New York.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
1: a perfect segue.
0: Ooh. We need elevator music to go into the. <laughs>
1: So you've gone to New York, not once, but twice in 2023. Yeah. You've now been home more than I have. (laughs) But you asked me for a list of things Mm -hmm. before going the first time. How much on that list did you tick off?
0: Not as much as I wanted to, because I got swept up in doing the activities and uh like experiences rather than like sitting down at the nice restaurants I still had great food but I didn't get to like really like sit down and like go to some of those nice food spots but I did do a lot of did a lot of eating more so like I kind of used New York as like a almost like a street food experience like I was going to little places getting xyz and like pizzas and but some of the stuff I had I will never forget
1: Like what? I'm
0: thinking about it now. The tacos at Los Tacos Numero Uno. Cameron. I'm thinking about it to this day and I'm salivating. Oh my God. So I got a, I hope I say this right, carne asada, a pollo asado, Mm -hmm. and an adobada. Adobado, adobado, one of them. Anyway, with the onion in it, cilantro. Salsa, I didn't like guacamole before, but now I love, I was not an avocado fan, okay. but now I, guacamole, um, bit of cheese, I had my tablets on standby, <laughs> it was, it's the, because we don't have good tacos here At in all. the UK. I've not found one, we have Oaxaca, that place changed my perspective, like, I am now obsessed with tacos, with tacos, yeah, and then the next day, I found like a, you call like a food truck, mm-hmm. and I had birria tacos for the first time.
1: Wow. Okay, so this is the second time that birria gets mentioned on this podcast. Ricardo brought it up when he had it in LA, I think, and now you had it in New York.
0: <sighs> it had the consommé that you dip the yeah in, and the juices are dripping, and you put it into your mouth, and it's dripping as it comes out. <laughs> Oh my God, I, it was the best tacos in New York. I don't even know if that's what it's known, if they have the best tacos in America, but the New York tacos I had, incredible. Oh my God, I will never forget those. So if you go to New York, Lost Tacos Numero Uno, and I can't remember what the food truck was called, but yeah, those two places, amazing. Lick the plate.
1: Uh, So your first, was it your first time
0: in New York? Yes.
1: And what was the vibe like?
0: I've told everybody since coming that I'd love to move there, and I was actually working with somebody that was from New York recently, and they were like, "What? Why would you want to move there?" But everybody was so nice, and the vibes. Well, anyway, when I was, it was just so people were f- more friendly. Mm. They can give you a compliment in the street, like they'll, like one of the times I was by myself. So like, I just went to like the hotel bar. Someone's just like, "Hey, how you doing?" And just opened up a chat, You that will not really happen in London. Like, just the vibe in general was so good. And the fact that I was just going from store to store, getting my pizza slices, like, I had a... Have you been to Scarf's Pizza before? No. Oh, they did a hot honey pizza. Hot honey pepperoni pizza. What? So it was like a pepperoni pizza, but there was like hot honey, like, drizzled on it.
1: When you say hot honey, you mean... Hot as in heat or hot as in spicy?
0: Both. So I think there's like a, there's a there was like a kick of funny, but it's also like heated.
1: Like
0: oh, burnt. yeah, yeah. Hot oh, you can get hot honey here as well on like chicken, like hot honey chicken wings and stuff. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it was drizzled on the pizza. No, no, Cameron. It, Scarfs pizza. It was called amazing. Okay. So I went to like Scarfs Pizza. Then I went to Joe's Pizza. Then I went to uh, Lind. There was another one like. Just going store to store, picking up my pizzas, slice to slice. Then there was like a 7th to 7th Street burger. No. Apparently, it's the best burger in New York. So I said, let me try. It was this like double smashed patty burger. Okay. With like cheese on it. But like when it was smashed, it was like honestly paper thin, melted in my mouth. It was just amazing how do
1: you find all these places TikTok. tock uh, okay <laughs> yeah i <Got> said
0: <laughs> TikTok. uh best rated places for like street food and all that stuff so i like was just finding all the places but like yeah just being able to go into these different stores new york like all the buildings are so tall so you're looking up and it's like i felt like i was in like a fantasy land yeah and maybe it's because it was my first time because but even the second time i went there it was the exact same i was like wow this place is amazing so I would, I don't know what it's like to grow up there, but I would love to live there. Honestly,
1: I mean, I loved growing up there, and even as an adult, I loved it. Mm. Expenses aside, oh God, I goodness. think it's a, a fascinating place to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Quality of life, eh, you know, that's debatable. Guess it depends on how much money you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in terms of the culture and the food scene, uh, unbeatable, unbeatable, and I mean.
0: Oh, so
1: good all these places you mentioned I've either never been to or barely heard of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that just shows like how vast the food scene is you can go anywhere and get anything really yeah I think it's fascinating
0: I really want to try next time I go I want to try soul food I know you gave me some place like Melba's yeah I just wasn't able to get to Brooklyn like on the day I wanted to but oh uh, I really want to try soul food
1: If you had to describe yourself using flavours, food items, drink items, whatever you want, how would you describe the essence of Mitchell?
0: That's a good question. Mitchell is sweet, aromatic, with a hint of suya, hint of spice, mixed with elegant.
1: And that's a wrap on that. Big thanks to Mitchell for always providing laughs and chill vibes. To get to know more about Mitchell and keep up to date on his theater ventures, you can give him a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Mitch Zhangaja. That's M-I-T-C-H-Z-H-A-N-G-A-Z-H-A. Give Lick the Plate a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Lick the Plate Podcast. All this can be found in the episode description. Please share this podcast with others and give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. This is your host, Cameron, reminding you to savor your memories and sip your curiosities. And if you decide to spill the tea, remember to serve it up with some good vibes on the side. See you next time for another episode of Lick the Plate.